Get ready, it's time for Motorsports Madness, powered by the staff at Race Chaser Online. Your motorsports, your way, every day. And now, here's your host, Jacob Seelman. Well, actually, it's Tom Baker driving the bus here tonight, but Jacob is with us. Welcome to Motorsports Madness here on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. My name is Tom Baker, and I am sitting in the Race Chaser, Race City USA Studios in Mooresville, North Carolina, along with Chris Murdoch. We have Cisco Scaramuza and the aforementioned Jacob Seelman via the Race Chaser Skype line, along with Stephen Ovens. So five of us set to talk racing for a while here this evening. And uh, actually a lot to talk about, to be honest. Uh, boy, not a very eventful cup race necessarily, but uh, the entirety of the weekend has produced a number of interesting topics to talk about but uh not only that but we've got this sort of dirt track thing for the trucks coming up on wednesday the dirt derby at eldora that happens to be where jacob is at this point and jacob if uh you can't get excited about the dirt derby i don't know if you have a pulse because even a lot of racing fans who aren't necessarily big nascar fans get awfully excited about the dirt derby That would be a bit of an understatement, and the excitement is pretty much palpable at this point when it comes to the Rossburg, Ohio, and surrounding areas because this race basically blows out. It comes right on the heels of the King's Royal, which for those who are uninitiated is a really, 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 really big sprint car event, and, well... You know, there's kind of a golden shovel on the line for the driver who can ultimately end up winning at the end of 150 laps on Wednesday night. This is the only dirt race in NASCAR. There's nothing else like it, and that's what makes it so important for these guys, and that's what makes it so special for the drivers who can win it. There's only been five drivers who have gone to victory lane in this race. There's only one former winner of this race in the field on Wednesday night. I know we're going to dig into this a lot more later in the show, but the buzzword is excitement. Oh, by the way, if you're up here in Eldora, play the 50-50 Wednesday night. The winner from Saturday's Kings Royal took home $50,000 and change, which, by the way, is more than Donnie Schatz won for winning the race. We're going to go to break and ponder what we would each do with (laughs) $50,000. Probably wouldn't take any of us very long to spend it. We're going to step aside when we come back. We'll get into the nuts and bolts of this past weekend and obviously the truck race that is to come this week. We continue with more of Motorsports Madness right around the turn. You're listening to us live on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing 
circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. I'm Kaz Grawl, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness here on Spreaker in the Performance Motorsports Network. Tom Baker and Chris Murdoch in studio. We have, via the Race Chaser Skype line, Cisco Scaramuza, Steve Ovens, and Jacob Seelman. We started to talk about the upcoming truck race, the Dirt Derby at Eldora, Lots and lots of rain in the Eldora area right now. Uh, seeing some not-so-nice photos of the uh, track and areas around the track. Lots of water there. Steve Ovens, uh, we might be bringing back the Mud Summer Classic, whether we, <laughs> whether uh, baseball likes it or not. Well, Tom, uh, a good friend of mine... Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Mike Schultz, who is from the Northeast here, is out in Eldora. And an hour ago, he sent a live video out on Facebook showing that their whole campsite, they were literally ankle deep in water, uh, trying to uh, sit around the bar that they've built and, and enjoy themselves. He just posted a video 10 minutes ago, and the water has receded. They're no longer ankle deep in water. But I will say it is uh, it's quite moist out in the camping area. We'll say that. Yeah. But um, 
it, it's 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 a great time. Eldora is a is a great atmosphere, and and it's going to be a, a huge event this week. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a huge event for sure. And what's interesting about this event is that the more uh, we get closer to the actual event time, the more dirt drivers and ringers, so to speak, seem to wind up in the roster. This is really going to be an interesting and far more diverse roster of drivers than I think what we've ever seen before in this race. Yeah, and actually, Tom, that was something that Jacob and I were talking about is, you know, just the the sheer numbers of of competitors that are going to try and qualify for this race. And, Jacob, as it stands now, we've got seven that are going to be going home. Yes, we do. 39 trucks on the entry list right now for Eldora. And this is a really, really big deal because it's a record field, Steve. It's a whole bunch of ringers. I think I get last count. I counted 14 dirt ringers on the entry list for this race. It's it's huge at this point. You've got names like Sheldon Creed, the ARCA points leader who spent time in off-road and stadium truck racing in the past. You've got Tanner Thorson. You've got Logan Seavey, the USAC Midget Points leader. You've got guys from all walks of life, all disciplines, and all parts of the country coming for this race. And only one can leave with the trophy. And like you said, we're sending almost 20% of the drivers that are trying to make this field home before we're ever getting started. Yeah, it's... Really amazing, Steve. Honestly, when you look at the breakdown of the roster and you look at uh, some of the drivers that, you know, the two that I thought would be on it are actually up in the booth. We're going <laughs> to have Chris Bell and Kyle Larson, well, as a part of the broadcast, I'll say it that way, because both of them aren't going to be in the booth. But, um, you know, this is really I'm really looking forward to Wednesday night. I am too, and and I've got two other things that I was surprised about. Number one, uh, Ryan Newman going to be in a truck for Jordan Anderson. That was something that I hadn't gotten wind of or hadn't heard of that surprised me when that was announced this past week. The other is we were kind of waiting with bated breath to see if Rico Abreu was going to get a ride for this race, and it it sounds like that's not going to pan out at this point. So both of those things kind of surprised me within the last week as as entries, you know, started to to get announced here leading up to the race on Wednesday. Okay, Chris. So looking at from your point of view, looking at uh, what we've got going on on Wednesday with a diversity of different drivers involved and even with you got Ryan Newman, too. We haven't even mentioned Ryan running Jordan Anderson's we were there for truck that. and we were there for the unveiling of that now. You look at this way, uh, you look at it this way, he, he's a driver who certainly had enough dirt experience to go run for the win in this. And you say, well, ordinarily, the equipment Jordan has is not front-running equipment. It doesn't matter as much in this scenario. I think you better be looking at Ryan Newman to contend here. Well, yeah, because, I mean, that's where his background comes from is a lot of dirt racing. And that's why Jordan Anderson wanted to get with him and, and try to make that deal work. And now it is. So I think it's really cool 
that Ryan Newman gets to go back and run some dirt. And then a truck at Eldora, that's even more cool in my eyes. But, you know, I have to I have to look at some of the ringers that we have in this race because it's going to be a stacked field. And the one I'm looking at in particular is one that I didn't really – it came out of left field when they announced it in Logan Seavey when they yes. wanted to run uh, the 51 truck with him in it. And Christopher Bell kind of made that announcement. And I was like, whoa, that's somebody I didn't even expect to come and run that race. So I cannot wait for this Eldora race because it's going to be so much fun. And Jacob, I wish I was you there, but I can't because I'm down here. <laughs> and it frustrates me. Yeah, I, I believe. And Chris, you're an Ohio boy, so you can understand what Eldora means to uh, this crowd up here. I know you get it. Yeah. Down to it. Everything we think we know about this race, we don't know anything right now about this race going into Wednesday night. That's legitimately where all this comes down to and what I'm most looking forward to. Well, you know, there, there are a couple of things to consider here. Um, I think one is, as we mentioned, the diversity of drivers. And I, I, I'll, we'll, next segment, we'll get into the actual roster. And we'll start talking about some of the drivers that, uh, that we think are really interesting to watch and, and highlight a lot of the diversity guys uh, or the, <laughs> I don't want to say it like that, highlight a lot of the dirt ringers uh, that provide the diversity in this field because there are a number of them and again as i say we seem to keep adding them the closer we get to race time so uh it'll be interesting to see what wednesday brings but we will definitely look into that i want to just for a second i want to take us back to the truck race that happened at kentucky because i think that we can maybe look at some things from kentucky that we can take into Eldora. One of them is Ben Rhodes getting the win in his basically hometown, if you will, at his home track. That's a lot of momentum for him to take into this race. And before you underestimate Ben's ability, he had a really strong run. I think it was last year at Kentucky. And I think Ben actually has got a shot to contend for the win here. Jacob, what do you say? I'll let Chris take it. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know if I, I, I want to put my chips on Ben Rhodes right now because uh, forgive me because I don't really know what dirt experience he has, if any, uh, other than running the truck out of Dora. And I, I can't remember how uh, uh, how everything really worked out last year for him. Uh, but. One driver I was surprised about, about how open he was about how bad he's going to be next weekend, or not necessarily bad, but how inexperienced he's going to be next weekend, Tom, is Noah Gregson. Yeah. Because he flat out said in his interview, I don't I, I don't know what I'm going to do out there. We're well, just going to go out yeah, there and get dirty. Noah hadn't got a lot of dirt experience. Um you know, he's going to be uh, he's, he'll probably be a lot of fun to watch because of that fact. <laughs> I think the other driver I was going to point out from Kentucky is actually uh, the 52 truck. Uh, and and, you know, this is the guy I keep saying over and over that 
this is the guy that's going to win this race, Steve. And Stuart Friesen, I still believe, is going to walk out of there with a win. You called his shot at Kentucky. Didn't quite get there. No, he was uh, dirty air away from uh, helping me call my shot there on Friday night. Uh, You know, he is obviously going to be a heavy favorite, I think, going into Wednesday night's race. I don't know how he couldn't be. And, And he's really on a roll right now with his dirt modified stuff. So I know that going into this dirt dirt race in his truck that he's going to be you know a guy that everybody's targeting on Wednesday Tom but when we talk about this more on the other side of the break I have a lot of reasons why I think that he might be an easy pick but I don't buy that he's going to win this race on Wednesday all right well uh, we're just getting started here on Motorsports Madness we're going to talk more trucks and of course we'll uh, recap this past weekend Uh, at Kentucky as well. We've got a lot of stuff to cover before we're done here, so stick around. You're listening to Motorsports Madness on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'll come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? 
like most people. Even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD. Hi, I'm Chase Cabry, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now, back to the show. Chase Cabry, fifth place finisher in the uh, K&N Pro Series East race at Thompson Speedway over the weekend. The throwback race, Chase happened to have a Jeff Bodine throwback uh, from the days when he was racing for Rick Hendrick uh, and had the that sort of yellow kind of all-star racing uh, sort of paint job. Um, it was, that was just a, a gorgeous scheme and it was neat to see that Chase had that on. So we'll see how, uh, we'll, we'll see how things go here, but uh, for, we're talking trucks and we're talking dirt and we're talking Eldora and what a roster we've got. It's just, this is amazing here. I, I look at the number of dirt drivers, dirt ringers that are on this roster, and it seems that it's almost twice as many as we've ever had before. I mean, Jacob, if you look at this, you just a quick scan through the roster. Um, we'll go to Cisco first. A quick scan through the roster here. And just naming off some of the dirt guys, we talked about Ryan Newman. Okay, you've also got Tyler Dipple driving for DGR Crosley in the 17 truck. You, you've you got, uh, well, uh, Jeffrey Abbey driving for um, one of the Reume trucks. Um, he's out of Texas, a really strong racer. I think he ran this race last year, if I'm not mistaken. You got Max McLaughlin making his Truck Series debut, son of Magic Shoes Mike McLaughlin. You've got Logan Seavey. We talked about him earlier, Chris Windham. You've got the high side tickler, Kyle Strickler, driving for Mittler in the 63. Um, no Bobby Pierce this year. He's got another commitment. Um, you've got Nick Hoffman driving for Cop Motorsports in the 83. Uh, you you just look at this. You got Sheldon Creed in the 99 as well. And, I mean, amazing. Some of the young talent and a couple of real dirt track veterans in this field this year. And, Tom, I think it's going to come down to you're going to have this mix of guys who have tons and tons of dirt experience. Some of these guys are going to be, let's be honest, completely out to lunch when they get to Eldora because they're going to go here and go, uh, I mean, I'm trying to do what I should be, but it's not working. And then you're going to have some of the guys who have plenty of experience, but not in the dirt, who kind of at that point, is it, will their on-track experience and other ventures be able to pay off on the dirt? Or is this just enough of an isolated event to where 
really nothing can compare you for running the truck, which, I mean, my experience go only goes as far as what iRacing can deliver, but even for me, driving the trucks at Eldora is unlike any other motor race that I can think of. Steve, if you look at this roster, who stands out for you? You've kind of had this whole, uh, no, Stuart Friesen's not going to win this race vibe going on for a few weeks here. So you were going to tell us why you believe that that's not a shoe-in. Who do you see on this roster that you feel like could actually outrun Stuart? Is it one of the other dirt ringers, or are you going to talk about maybe a Justin Haley or someone from the truck series who has some experience on the dirt. Tom, I've finalized my, my scenarios down to two different things are is going to happen on Wednesday. It, it very well could be a truck series regular that wins. And if it is, I believe it will be Matt Crafton uh, last year's winner. Uh, this guy has really dedicated himself to to the dirt. I mean, he's racing dirt outside of his truck schedule, and and I'm you know people can say what they want, but I truly think that guys that have dedicated themselves in their off time from the regular schedule to try and run dirt to help them prepare. Yes, I know it's only for one race, but I really think that. If it's going to be a truck series regular, it's going to be Matt Crafton. But in the same breath, Tom, I really think some of these guys that have never won this race before have as good a chance as anybody. Are you kidding me? Tyler Dipple, Max McLaughlin, Kyle Strickler. These guys have never run the truck at Eldora, and I fully believe they could come in and be the talk of the show and steal this thing. When really, other than the people in the dirt world are not talking about these guys. I really think we could have a surprise winner on Wednesday. And like I said, I know Stuart Friesen's going to be a favorite, and, and rightfully so, but it's not going to be a Stuart Friesen cakewalk. He's going to have to contend with these rookies that I think are going to shock the world. And, and, and if it's not the rookies, it's going to be Matt Crafton. You've, and I also want to bring up another point back to what I was talking about with Noah Gregson earlier here, Tom, when I said that he probably wouldn't be as good as some of these other people. But you got to think of who he got, who he's got on his team as a mentor. One, he's probably talked to Christopher Bell a lot over the past few days to try to see what goes on there because Christopher Bell has been good in sure. the truck at Eldora. And then you've got a teammate like Logan Seavey on Wednesday who is only run dirt, who is strictly dirt, coming into the truck, being able to rely off of him. So if you surround yourself with all these ringers, which you can very well do because there's quite a lot of them, these guys who don't have a lot of experience on dirt or, or not that much can, I don't know, somewhat be quickly brought up to speed and, and maybe even do well on Wednesday. Well, what's interesting about Noah picking Logan Seavey's brain is that Logan's been on dirt but never in the truck. Um, so that's kind of what's interesting about that is I don't know how much help Logan can be, but it, at least in the, the general principles of racing dirt, maybe. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's going to be a wide open event. I think that these guys that are coming in, Steve, you mentioned Dipple, you mentioned McLaughlin, uh, in particular, I think those two Nick Hoffman's another one I think could really contend if the 83 truck 
is prepared to go the distance, I think Hoffman could get that thing to the front. Nick's a solid dirt racer. He's run modifieds, as has Max. And, you know, it's one of those situations where I feel like you may see a surprise. I just feel like this year, I mean, Stewart was second last year. I know Crafton won it, and he, he's good on dirt and whatever. But I just feel like going in, you're going to have to beat Stuart Friesen to win this race, just like I would have said the same about Chris Bell or Kyle Larson had they been in it. Um, so we'll have to just uh, see what happens, Steve. But I, I definitely agree with you that this is not going to be a cakewalk. No, and, and when we talk about guys that, you know, I, I know it wasn't a truck race, but uh, Tom, it was absolutely huge this weekend for, for Max McLaughlin to get a win in his big block modified at Brewerton Speedway this past weekend. And so though it's not a truck, Max is a guy that's going to come in with momentum and confidence and, and having watched him race in the dirt modifieds the last two seasons, that is the only thing that, that Max has been lacking is the, the wins and, and the confidence and the momentum that comes with that. And I really think that that's something that is, you know, completely aside from the truck, completely aside from Eldora, the frame of mind that somebody like Max is going to come in with on Wednesday, I think is going to be very, very helpful for him in a situation. I mean, it's kind of that situation where they come in and, and maybe they don't realize the, the just how huge the situation could be if they could come in and steal the show. I just... I know that uh, for somebody to come in that hasn't run a truck, uh, especially at Eldora on the dirt, but boy, if the stars align on Wednesday and, and that comes true, I mean, what a story that would be. Can you imagine if Max McLaughlin, who's driving for Nice Motorsports on Wednesday in the 45 truck, comes in and beats out Stuart Friesen, who drives the truck that's owned by the team that Max basically races for in the in the uh, dirt modifieds, that would be an interesting uh, situation. And and I agree, I think Max has all the talent in the world to come in and do this. And goodness, you you want to talk about catapulting your brand to the top of the racing world? If Max could ever go out, and I would say the same for Tyler Dipple, if either of those two could go out and get a win in this race what that does to the racing situation they're already in is would would just be probably something we can't even imagine right now i 100 percent agree and and to me tom tyler dipple at least from the dirt perspective because he's had such a focus on his asphalt racing Tyler Dipple comes into this race very much a snake in the weeds because he's not had as much a focus on his dirt program as he had, let's say, three in the last three or four years. So, you know, he comes in with a ton of dirt experience that maybe he hasn't had as much of that in the last year, but he could come in and, and, and like I said about Max, I mean, if Tyler Dipple comes in and wins this race, that's a huge story. To any of the folks in the in the Northeast in the dirt modified world, it would not come as a surprise. But I think for anybody else, it it, it would be a shocker for sure. Yeah, absolutely. 
Should be interesting, and I will correct myself too. Two separate uh, organizations: the, what uh, Max McLaughlin is, is uh, racing with on the dirt, and uh, Stuart Friesen racing with in the truck. My bad. We will take a break. Come back. We've got Kentucky still to talk about. We've got more on the Truck Series race at Eldora. I mean, you could literally make a whole show around this. It's it's going to be. Uh, going to be very, very exciting on Wednesday. I just hope we get Mother Nature to cooperate. We'll be back with more Motorsports Madness right here on PMN and Spreaker right after this. Okay, so Sarah, I'm dropping you off at Emily's? Yep. And Josh, you're going to? Soccer, Dad. Soccer practice. Right. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to let you know when I pick you both up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What? No! Yep. And my dorky dad hat, and I'm going to do my dad dance for all your friends. They'll love it. Seriously? Why? Because I like my short shorts. Of course, I could be talked out of it if you guys would just buckle up your seatbelts without giving me a hard time. It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes. And sometimes, all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion. Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled. Good choice. I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner time. What, what? No! Do what you have to to make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Noah Grayson, and you're listening to Motorsports Madness on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness here on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. We continue to talk trucks at Eldora. They get dirty on Wednesday, and it's going to be a blast. I mean, I just I can't even imagine the excitement level this year as we've been talking about with the amount of quality dirt ringers, not just dirt ringers, but quality dirt ringers that we're going to have in this field. But I want to go back for a bit, and I want to talk a little bit about this past weekend um, at Kentucky because, again, we had trucks, we had Xfinity, and we had Cup, 
and Ben Rhodes just absolutely nailed it for a change. And I say for a change because, Steve, it hasn't been. Ben has just had so much bad luck that he hasn't caused this year. Well, it finally came together. The team gave him great pit stops. They didn't have any issues with the truck. And Ben Rhodes ended up doing with Stuart Friesen what uh, Steve, at least I know, um, wasn't planning. Uh, you weren't thinking he was going to do. You had this pretty much nailed for Stuart, and uh, Ben ends up getting the win. Yeah, I really thought, Tom, that this was going to be Stuart Friesen's breakout race, and it... <laughs> A, a miscue getting on and off pit road away from actually coming to fruition. Um, but I got to say, you know, you got to take your hat off to Ben Rhodes and his crew for a brilliant call uh, on strategy on pit road. And then at the end, Tom, Ben was able to use the clean air and will that truck yep. to victory in his hometown. You know, he had a strong truck. But I truly believe, Tom, that with clean air, that Ben Rhodes willed that truck to victory. He was just, he had to run 20 perfect laps at the end, and that's exactly what he did. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was was really interesting to watch, Chris, because what it felt like to me was you had, you had a lot of comers and goers during the race, but it felt to me like, for the most part, we had Stuart Friesen pretty much looking like the favorite. And it was almost as if there was a point near the end of the race where Ben Rhodes just basically said, give me that. I'm taking control. This is my track. It's in my home state. This is my race to win, and I'm getting it done. Yeah, he did. And and the pit stops and everything really didn't play into Noah Gregson's favor because Gregson was looking pretty stout at the beginning of the race or at least up until the second stage when he was uh rightful i wouldn't say rightfully but he he had a spacing issue in a tire and had to throw a tire spacer in there and that cost him so much time to where he could barely make it back into uh into the frame so that that really played into ben rhodes's factor because he was running i think he was running top three all all day was he tom it was him uh noah gregson and then i want to say uh brandon jones well yeah jones was definitely up there for for a good time but but yeah ben rhodes uh, halfway through stage three was basically like, yeah, I'm I'm done playing with you guys. I'm just yeah. gonna, I'm I'm just gonna take it, and uh, we'll see you guys later. That's what I'm saying. It, it just when I was watching it, I mean, I, I just had this distinct feeling that it basically was just a case of Ben making up his mind that this race was going to be his, and it was like a switch just flipped. And once Ben got out front nobody was going to stop him and he went on to win the race and you know it's really intriguing that Ben would would get this win at Kentucky right before Aldora because again you know he was he raced on dirt in the go-karts he's not shy of it and he had a good run last year he's definitely a guy to contend with but check this out we had Ben Rhodes Stuart Friesen Matt Crafton, his best finish in forever with a third place. Brandon Jones and John Hunter Nemechek in the eight 
getting a top five and you look at just those five car uh, trucks and of all of the kyle bush motorsports trucks chris i would have expected todd gillow and noah gregson to be in the top five they were seventh and eighth so again brandon jones a driver who has been getting in and out of a lot of different equipment this year and performing very well in every single piece of it. He really is, and it's allowing him to, I guess, strengthen every every aspect of his racing ability and his racecraft because he's from where he's switching so many he's having to learn so many different things about these cars and these trucks and whatever else he's got lined up to go drive this year yeah. <laughs> but he he's really strengthened okay. his his, his motorsports pilot and and it's really starting to show now cuz he's starting to run up in the top 5 top 10 and he's so close to getting that first win and or or a win in the truck series and he's able uh, and he's happy about it. He's yeah. happy of his situation. He was talking in his interview uh, about how just thankful he was for for this situation and where he was running. And he's got a little. He's he's missing it on about two two steps. He's got to get to to be able to go up there and win a race. But he's getting darn close. Well, you look at uh, the the situation with Brandon. He's won in the uh, Arca series this year. He's run very well in the trucks. He's run very well in Xfinity, and I think the the catalyst is his move to Joe Gibbs Racing. The more confident and the more comfortable he's gotten in that organization on the Xfinity side, Chris, the more he seems to, when he drops down, the more it seems like he, he's been able to go out there and run up front. And so it's almost like his his increase in performance on the Xfinity side has given him a lot more confidence and helped everything else he's doing. And you got to think about the step he's taking from going from trucks to Xfinity. They're vastly different. Oh, yeah. So he's learning a whole bunch of, and I think that's why you're seeing when Xfinity drivers or cup drivers go back down to the lower tiers, they're just so much better because yeah. they're, they're taking on a whole different skill yep. set at that point and able to take it back, revert yep. it, and put it back into their program in the truck series or the Xfinity series. And then you've got that, that you know, whole Toyota pipeline that you're dealing yes. with, with all these drivers that have come before you that you can talk to and that you can lean on. And when you're having somebody like Brandon Jones talk to a Kyle Busch or a Daniel Suarez or a Christopher Bell, you're starting to learn all those things and we're not only seeing it with brandon jones we're starting to see it with uh noah gregson yeah. he makes his xfinity starts he's close i mean he ran second one race in the xfinity series he's doing great trans transitioning into both of those series and again steve you look at todd gilliland and here's a driver who we've expected was going to have a little bit of a learning curve and he has He's performed well. It just seems like as we get close to the end of these races, it seems like he just fades. He hasn't quite gotten to the point yet where he and the team are able to sort of engineer that truck all the way through a race in, you know, the top three, top five. But boy, once he gets there, I feel like all he's got to do is win a race and he'll win several. Well, that's just it, Tom. And I, and I think that this all comes with, with his youth. I mean, He's he's got to learn. I mean, all the tools are there. All the skill, you know, the skill set is there. It's just how do you put all of that together to score these top fives and be in contention for the win? 
he's going to be a name, Tom, that we're going to be talking about for a long time. And right now is a very critical time for him as he learns how to use all these tools and put it all together to get the finish that he and his team deserves at the end of the day. Yep. Everything is there to do it. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's just a matter of time. Todd will be just fine. He just needs a little bit more time. And Noah Gregson at Kentucky, definitely not where he would like to finish. Uh, an eighth place finish for him. Not his, uh, not where he wants to be. But again, sometimes it's as much about consistency and being able to take a truck that maybe isn't the best truck or you have a bad pit stop or something happens and make lemonades out of more of a lemon. And I feel like that's kind of what Noah did. It was, as you would say, a good points day for him in that truck, Steve. No, absolutely. And, and that seems to be, that seems to be what separates, you know, Noah from Todd, if you will, at this point is he's got enough experience now under his belt and he has obviously great equipment that they can they're at a point now where he has learned essentially Tom how to close the yeah, deal yeah and, and you know he's proven that and and he is I'll tell you Tom for this short amount of time that he's been in this grand stage of the top three series in NASCAR uh, he is impressive at how quick he's developed. And I know that a lot of that's got to do with the great resources that KBM is has to offer him. Uh, what a what a great time in that young man's life to have the resources he has and be able to take them and be able to close the deal. Looking at the rest of the top ten that we haven't really talked about yet, Grant Emfinger finishing in sixth. A good run for him, honestly, with that 98 Ford. And we also had Dalton Sargent in ninth and Justin Haley 10th. I think, honestly, we thought that uh, maybe, just maybe, Justin Haley would contend for the win coming off of Daytona. But uh, looks like uh, a 10th place finish for him. But I got to tell you. There's another one, Steve, as we go into Eldora with all his dirt experience. There's another driver that could well go in and steal this one. Uh, Justin Haley, I definitely would have to rank as a favorite going into this. Well, absolutely, Tom. And, and here's he has momentum. And, and look at all he has on his side right now. I mean, here's a guy that is just riding you know, it, it's a good time to be Justin Haley right yeah. now. I mean, for, for I know controversy at Daytona aside, it's been a good time to be associated with anything Justin Haley. So would it shock me for him to come into Eldora and, and pull off a win? Absolutely not. He's got to be. And, and Tom, is, we've got 39 entries. Yeah. And, and there's a story with every single one of them. But when you look at. You know, the, the body of work coming into this race, how can you not look past Justin Haley? Oh, I agree. I think he's definitely uh, going to be fun to watch. And, you know, track conditions have so much to do with this. I'm wondering exactly how much the weather is going to play into this. I have not looked at a forecast for the next couple of days, but boy, they've got a lot of water right now, Steve. They do, and so the, it's going to be interesting. Generally speaking, Tom, we haven't seen a huge cushion buildup. I mean, when we, because when you and I talk about a cushion at a racetrack, 
you know, we're talking about, you know, some big, you know, a two foot tall cushion at a, at a big sprint car race. I don't know that we're going to see something like that here at the truck race, but definitely the weather is going to play a factor. And if the track has more moisture than it has in the past, that almost to me, Tom, that would play it as a disadvantage to somebody like a Matt Crafton, because last year, Matt Crafton was able to use the middle and the bottom lane in route to victory there at Eldora last season. And so somebody like him, who we've seen pass a lot of cars on the bottom lane at Eldora in the truck, if there's more moisture in the racetrack than we've had in years past, that could make it an outside dominant track. It'll be very interesting to see how it plays out because what the track starts out at the beginning of the night could be vastly different than what we see at the end of the night. And that, my friends, is the beauty of dirt track racing. Yes, and very good analysis there, Steve. We're going to step aside. When we come back, we'll take a break from our from our conversation about uh, the trucks and dirt tracking this week. And we'll hit Xfinity and Cup because they were at Kentucky as well. And lots of stories in those two races that came out of them individually. So we'll highlight some of those as we move forward here on Motorsports Madness on Spreaker. And the Performance Motorsports Network will be right back. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> my mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels 
new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hide the kids. It's time to get dirty with the Race Chaser Online crew. Here's your host, Jacob Seelman, with Turn 5 Live's curator of Casa de Porkchop, Stephen Evans. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness as we roll through a Monday night as we go live here from the Race Chaser Race City USA studios in Mooresville, North Carolina. Tom Baker, Chris Murdoch. We've got uh, Cisco Scaramuza with us as well. And of Steve Ovens, and we've got Randy Miller behind the glass, punching all the right buttons over there. Um, so we look at the Xfinity and the uh, Cup Series races. I'm going to start with Xfinity, and this is a short segment, so we'll kind of open the discussion and then um, come back and pick it up in our next long segment here. But uh, the Xfinity race First of all, I'm going to come to Chris because, well, he's sitting next to me and I can. First of all, Justin Allgaier, again, much like Ben Rhodes, I sort of felt like had that moment in the race. He was not a factor for the majority of the race for the win. Um, This race was a race that I think a lot of us thought was potentially a Kyle Busch win. But Justin Allgaier comes out of nowhere and just goes by everybody and ends up winning this thing in what turned out to be a pretty thrilling finish. Yeah, it I mean, I think the the build up this weekend was amazing and it kind of just fell flat with the yeah. Cup Series race. Yep. So I I I loved all guyer just coming in and uh being able to to come in there and like command the race for the entirety of that race especially when you thought that it was going to be Kyle Busch. And then how about Daniel Hemrick being up there and making himself known and then Christopher Bell coming through. And it was such a phenomenal race, and I hate saying that because it's Kentucky, and that well, doesn't really happen a lot. Yeah, I mean, you know, you had Allgaier, and then all of a sudden we were talking about Christopher Bell. And when we come back from the break, the thing I really want to talk about is Bell wins, Hemrick finishes second, and the question now becomes, we watch Daniel again get a second place, again not be able to quite get there. Is this going to be a Chase Elliott kind of situation? I start, I start thinking of, of uh, comparisons here. We can't seem to quite get Daniel to victory lane. So we're going to step aside when we come back. We'll talk more about that, and I'll get some perspective from you guys on what you think as far as 
are we seeing the same sort of thing with Daniel in the Xfinity series that we're seeing uh, in the Cup series with Chase Elliott? We'll be back with more of Motorsports Madness here on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. Stay with us. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. I'm an HRA Pro Stock Racer, Tanner Grant. You're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness here on Spreaker in the Performance Motorsports Network. Tom Baker, Chris Murdoch, Cisco Scaramuza, Steve Ovens, all talking racing. Randy Miller doing a fine job of keeping us straight here and still talking Xfinity and talking about, I mentioned Justin Allgaier and how I thought there was that moment when he was taking charge of this and was basically going to win it. And then all of a sudden at the end, you had Chris Bell uh, and you had Daniel Hemmerich take over and Hemmerich got to Bell and Cisco just couldn't make the pass. Are we seeing a similar situation with Daniel Hemmerich that, we're seeing with Chase Elliott in the Cup Series, it's sort of that runner-up-itis, I would call it. Can't quite get over the hump. What do you make of this? It's a weird phenomenon because we've had this. We had this with Kyle Larson for a while. We, we currently have it with Chase. We're starting to see it with Hemrick. It, it, we, have an epidemic, uh, we have an epidemic on our hands at this point, Tom. This is what wow, it feels that's like. that's an interesting word epidemic okay well we also I mean saw you're talking about Ryan this Blaney. being runner-up itis I mean somebody's gonna make a vaccine at this point <laughs> Chris you mentioned Blaney Blaney's another one that, that we've seen of course he's already won well that's what I was saying you know, but before he won we started to yeah. see him creep up and run and he finally got his win with the Wood Brothers and now he seems to be like in that, almost in that there funk with, again yeah he's caught the disease once again yeah it's it's just interesting when you get a driver in this situation and the only reason I bring this up Steve is because it's Hemrick's second year and it doesn't – you could say, well, Childress equipment, I don't agree with that, the Xfinity side of things anyway. I think it, it, the equipment's there to win. But, Steve, real quick, it just seems like it's not his time yet. But, boy, that's hard to watch because he's one of these guys you just want to see him break through and get that victory. It is, Tom, and, and I think that a lot of this has to do with the fact that Right now, the Xfinity series, a lot of times, comes down to, as you like to put it, it's cup light. If if this is if this series is not cup light, 
I think we're sitting here with two, maybe yeah. three wins for Daniel Hemrick. I agree, and probably he would be likely one of the guys with the best chance, even against the Cup guys. We've seen that, too. We're going to step aside when we come back. More of the Xfinity Saga things, and we'll talk Cup as well. You're listening to Motorsports Madness here on Spreaker in the Performance Motorsports Network. You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> My mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Matt Tift, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness here on Spreaker in the Performance Motorsports Network as we roll on through an evening of conversation here, talking motorsports, of course, and specifically the NASCAR Xfinity race from Kentucky Motor Speedway, which took place uh, over the weekend. And we, we talked about Christopher Bell. This was a pretty big deal, Steve, for Chris Bell to get this win because he was a driver that we've all talked about for the entirety of this season, even in the preseason, as a driver that we thought should be not necessarily a lock for the championship, but certainly a strong contender. It's been kind of tough sledding on and off for uh, for Chris in the Xfinity Series this year, Steve. But uh, a big win now and right at the right time of the year as we start to close out the regular season and head into the playoff run. In, in a season full of peaks and valleys, Tom, the, this team definitely had hit a valley of late. 
And for Christopher Bell, I think that does a lot of things. I, I think that, you know, it kind of proves to everybody, not that anybody questions Christopher Bell's ability, but I think it just reaffirms to everybody that, hey, don't forget about us. We've not gone anywhere. Right. We're going to be a contender here all the way to the end. And you're right. You you hit the nail on the head, Tom. It, this really gets them back on track to make that championship push here at the end of the season because they are going to be the top at Homestead. They're, they're going to be in contention there when we get ready for Ford Championship weekend. Well, I mean, when you look at the standings, I mean, you, you've got Elliot Sadler on top. Daniel Hemrick tied now for the lead in the championship standings. So we, we talk about Daniel as a guy that we're, we're, we're just kind of watching struggle to get over that hump and get the win. But he's been as consistent as anything. Nine top fives for him. And now tied with Sadler, Cole Custer sitting in third. And he had a, a spectacular run the other day as well. He's three points out of the lead. Then you got Seabell right now running, uh, riding in fourth in the standings. So you look at this, you got Algar, you got Reddick, and then you got Brandon Jones. And then it starts to get to where, okay, we're talking about, you know, the playoff bubble back there and, you know, who's going to make it in on points or whatever. This is really going to be an intriguing run here because I think Christopher now goes to some tracks where I believe he actually can excel. Um, I think Loudon certainly is a track. I think Pocono is a track. You start talking about some of these tracks where I think you could see Chris Bell step it up. I predicted he would win seven races. That certainly hasn't happened. He's got two. But, you know, I, I, I do believe maybe a couple more certainly possible for him, Steve. And, and in fact, I almost want to say probable before we're done this season for Seabell. No, I, I agree, Tom. And, and I think that at this point, Tom, I think two more is reasonable. Yeah. I, I don't think that he'll hit your seven uh, no. at this point, but I, I do think that two more is absolutely an attainable goal, although I know they they will strive for more than, than just two more yeah. wins, but I definitely think that two more win, wins for this team, you know, with the caliber of equipment that they have and, let, you know, the driver. <laughs> the well, driver does a lot for that team. Uh, with Christopher Bell. So I think two more is absolutely reasonable. Well, I think here's what you got, Cisco. You look at this, and, you know, we, I think the reason why I picked Chris Bell to win seven times is I really felt like that Joe Gibbs racing with the caliber of a Christopher Bell and the caliber of the drivers that were going to be in the 18 car throughout the season, and you bring in Brandon Jones, who we knew could drive, I felt like this was going to put it back to being basically a junior slash Gibbs with the occasional Penske appearance in victory lane like we're used to seeing it. But really what's happened is you've had two wins for Bell, two wins for Algar. You got a win for Tyler Reddick. Um, you know, you've got some of these guys. I mean, Spencer Gallagher snuck in with one. Um, you know, you've got some of these guys. We've had a few surprises and it, it's just been more even across the board than what we're used to seeing amongst the regulars, Cisco. I, I agree, Tom. And I think 
it's it we're in a situation where you know coming into the season the talk was they're reducing the race amount of races that the ringers are going to run and stuff right. like that so we knew that going in that this might be more of a possibility and we're starting to see that unfold now that these drivers who aren't your Kyle Larson right. and who aren't your right. other other these these other drivers Tom who come in and you know jump into the series these guys have the opportunity to put together consistent weeks of running up front. They they're yep. not being handicapped by all the cup drivers basically turning a fifth into a win because as a team you're finishing fifth. Even though you might be the first regular Xfinity regular to finish, you're right. still finishing fifth. So by giving these guys more opportunity to run higher, I think it it increases their ability to work together I think increases their work ethic and I think it gives them a better idea of where that team is in the entirety of the series right if you're sitting out there listening to this and wondering well where are all the other wins well okay Kyle Larson three Brad Keselowski two Kevin Harvick's got one Logano's got one Kyle Busch has got one better you know Blaney and Dylan okay what we're focusing on in this segment are the regulars in the series and I thought that Kyle or or rather Christopher Bell would actually be strong enough almost from the start of the season to even compete with the cup guys that's what I thought would happen it's taken him a little longer to uh, sort of acquaint himself I think consistently with these cars Steve but I've got a feeling that we're about to start to see a little bit more of a competitive Christopher Bell going the rest of the way through this season with or without the cup regulars. I think Seabell's fighting for wins. Definitely, because I, I think that he wants to, at this point, he really wants to close out this championship and, and really give it a strong run. I mean, right. this is this is the expectation for him in this equipment, Tom. I mean, he's yep. got an opportunity and if he wants to keep furthering his career here on the pavement side of things, uh, I think this is a box that he needs to check off. Well, and it, you know, you look at it, okay, top fives, 10 for Chris Bell, 10 for Elliot Sadler. They have the most top fives of anyone in the series. It hasn't been that Bell hasn't been competitive. He just hasn't been able to, you know, to fight for wins as much as I think I and many others thought that he would. But a pair of wins for him, and you've got Allgaier with another very strong performance, really looking good right now in that seven car. And again, as we look at the standings, um, you know, right now, I think we, we take seven, I believe, into the uh, the playoffs. And so you've got Ryan Truex just outside. No, this is actually, uh, I, I'm, I'm wrong. We take 12. 12 uh, into the playoffs for the Xfinity Series. You've got Truex in 8th, Tift in ninth, Cindric in 10th, Ryan Reed 11th. And you've got Ross Chastain right now sitting there just trying to get himself into the playoffs. How cool would it be? If we could actually get Ross Chastain in the JD Motorsports car into the playoffs, this is achievable here. And Steve, I think it would be awesome to see a JD Motorsports car sneak into the playoffs. There's nobody, Cisco, I'll come to you actually. There's nobody that can that that works any harder at trying to be great as a car owner at his level 
than Johnny Davis. I agree. And you look at the other drivers right below Chastain, John Hunter Nemechek's in 13, 38 yep. back, two points behind him, Michael Annette, nine points behind him, Ryan Sieg, and right behind him, Kaz Grala. I mean, yeah. I, I'd be okay with any of those guys being able to well, be in the playoffs. I agree. And Kaz Grahl is the one, I think, obviously, that has everybody's sympathy vote right now. And I think, uh, again, missing the, this race didn't help his situation at all. Uh, but he is back in the car with a sponsor for the upcoming race at Loudon. So let's hope for really good things for Kaz Grahl going forward, and we'll see how it all shakes out. We're going to step aside back with more of Motorsports Madness on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. 
Modified Driver Matt Hirschman. You're listening to Motorsports Madness on the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness here on Spreaker in the Performance Motorsports Network. Tom Baker, Chris Murdoch, Cisco Scaramuza, Steve Evans, all talking racing tonight. Jacob Seelman is not on the program tonight, but he is in Eldora ready to cover what's going on up there this week. It's called the Dirt Derby for those of you who have been under a rock for a while for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, and it's going to be a blast. FS1, the place to watch all the action on Wednesday for that. We talk cup right now, guys, and again, Martin Truex pretty much having things his own way in this one with a few leaders like Kurt Busch and some other guys coming and going, but Here's what's interesting to me is when you look at the finish, here's what we got. We got Martin Truex Jr. winning, Steve, but then we got Ryan Blaney, a Penske car. We got Brad Keselowski, another Penske car. Then we get Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick. So at least for one race, we got the Penske cars back up into the mix. Now we go to Loudon. We know that Joey Logano has been strong there. We know that Brad Keselowski's been strong there in the past. And Ryan Blaney, of course, now in a Penske home car, basically. So you look at this and you ask yourself, Steve, could this be the week we get a Penske car in victory lane and finally knock basically the top three down a peg or two? I think it's possible. uh, And I think that I would probably lean toward the 22 car. Uh, because I think that this is just a track that's going to suit him. Uh, it's, it's almost that hometown kind of race for Logano. Um, and, and I think that, uh, there's a lot on his side, uh, with him and Todd Gordon. I, I really think that this is a place where they could kind of, you know, not to say that they've been off the tracks necessarily, but I think this is, oh, oh as we close in, this could right the ship for them and get them back into the conversation with the big three, the big four, whatever you want to call it. This could get them back in the conversation. Well, it's certainly been three. I mean, Martin Truex, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch in whatever order you want. And it really, when you look at the standings, it's almost negligible. You've got Kyle Busch at 799, Kevin Harvick 740, and Martin Truex 689. But you can basically throw out the point totals at this point because what you've got is Kyle Busch, five wins, Kevin Harvick, five wins, Martin Truex, four wins. He'll make it five in the not-too-distant future, I'm sure. So I'm kind of looking at this like by the time we go into the playoffs, you're going to have, at minimum, you're going to have five, five, and five for wins uh, if they don't get more. So I look at this, Steve, and I kind of say, well, okay, if you throw out the point totals, it doesn't matter what order you take them in. They are the big three this year. But here again, fourth in the standings, Joey Logano. One win, but five top fives. Fifth is Keslowski. No wins, five top fives. The consistency's been there, Steve. They just haven't been to victory lane as often as we may be used to seeing them in past years. And that's what has kind of prevented them from being a part of the conversation. We've been so focused on the guys that have been winning races that 
guys that finish in the top five have really been an afterthought. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah, and that, it's that's true. Kind of, I mean, is that not sad to say? <laughs> but but how truthful is that? You're right. I hadn't really thought of that, uh, Steve. But yeah, if if you've been if you've been a top five finisher but haven't won very much, nobody cares right now. Everybody's talking about the big three, and then we throw Boyer in to the mix for two reasons. One, he's actually won a couple of times. He's had six top fives. And, oh, by the way, he's just doggone fun to talk about. But he's sixth in points right now. So Logano and Keselowski have been sort of the forgotten men here. So I think that... uh, it's been it's just been a weird kind of season. We look at somebody like a Denny Hamlin, for example. Again, it isn't that Denny's done badly. He's had six top fives, but just uh, these these three guys in in an era where it's supposed to be equal. These three guys have stood out even amongst their own organizations. Of course. Truex is a one-man band at this point, but uh, Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick have been so much stronger for the most part than their teammates. Unbelievable. It's the the show that never ends. It's the same thing every week. (laughs) It seems like it, right? It's the same three people waiting all the time. It's the show that never ends. (laughs) Well... I don't know. That that might be an E for effort, but um, the the phrase tone deaf just kind of popped into my head there, Cisco. But you yeah, you're, you're right. It's uh, I mean, Chris, it really is. It's been one of those seasons. Steve said it. It you know, if you're finishing in the top five, it's kind of like we don't really care right now because all we talk about are the three guys that keep winning. Yeah. And I'm hoping at some point, especially getting down to the nitty gritty, we know that Kyle Larson has showed up to some races and almost yeah. gotten there, yeah. but not quite. Uh, and and there's other drivers there. You know, Joey Logano getting the win at Talladega, and we talk about Loudon. He's really, really good at Loudon. That's shown on paper. Uh, as for any other of the of the, the big team drivers, you know, I'm waiting on Brad Keselowski to yeah. show up. Because I, I, I don't know where he's gone. He's, yep. he's normally at least gotten one win by now yeah. in the season. But that has seemed to be taken by Joey Logano. If we look at any of the Hendrick guys, they're tr- still trying to work out their Chevy program under there right. and try to get to the speed they need to to try and, and make things work uh, about everything uh with their program, you look at the Joe Gibbs guys, Kyle Busch is the only one that showed up. I, I know we've talked about Daniel Suarez there. Eric Jones has got a win at Daytona now, so that moves him into the playoffs. But you're really only talking about Kyle Busch, Martin Truex, and Kevin Harvick. And then another driver I'll point out that's right there behind him and I think will fill, fill that fourth spot if, they're, if we're talking about that is Clint Boyer. Okay, so Boyer is is your pick to fill the fourth spot, and it certainly at this point is not a very big limb, though I still feel like, I mean, he's got six top fives and a couple of wins, but gosh, I mean, I feel like that's a toss-up. That fourth spot to me is a huge toss-up. Now, Steve, you've this. I, I see in the chat you, you're talking about this. Let's talk about it. Let's get it out on the air again, because you said this a few weeks ago. You think only two of the big three make it to Homestead. Uh, Refresh us again. Who's not going to make it? I think that I I can't point to which one. And the reason that I say this, Tom, is because so much can happen 
in the playoffs. I know they're building up these playoff points that are that are going to be crucial to get them through that first round, let's say. But, Tom, anything can happen in the playoffs. I, I feel like we are prematurely putting three teams in Homestead, and the playoffs haven't even started yet. Like, this is mind-blowing to me that even though they have been dominant this year, I just have this, and maybe it's just a gut feeling, Tom, but there's so much that can happen. I only put two of these big three in Homestead. Something's going to happen, and Boyer and and one of the Penske cars are going to make out your four. It'll either be Truex, Harvick, or Bush. Two of those three will make it. But I'm I'm sticking with this. One of those big three is not going to go to Homestead. It, it, there's too much that can happen in the playoffs. See, at this point, Steve, you're just jinxing it for one of them now. You're just your your pessimism is just going to jinx one of them. It's going to be Homestead all over again. Kurt Busch's wheel falling off, and he nearly hits the water. Chris barrels. is going out of his mind well, over here. Steve, can to... we at least say that? Kevin Harvick's a good shoe to make the fourth because it's starting to get the Truex effect that we saw last year, Steve, where he's building up those playoff points so much that you can already go ahead and put him into the farther and farther into the rounds that, I mean, he's on a tear right now. You can't say that Kevin Harvick won't make it. I can see Bush because he's been kind of inconsistent, but if you look at if you look, at, but if you look at Truex, he's been able to go up there and, and get the consistency. But you can see with the per- performance, Kyle Busch is a, is the out of the three is the one that's lacking. Hold on, Fi- hold, hold. Kyle Busch inconsistent. He's had five wins and thirteen top five finishes. He's been more consistent than anybody other than Harvick, who has 14. And this is my point, Steve. I don't see how if these three don't fall off the cliff in the last however many regular season races we've got left now they go into the playoffs with so many more stage points and win points and so much more of a head start that they would have to completely melt down to uh to not make it to homestead all they would have to do at that point is basically be consistent top five runners for the most part even if they don't win a lot and I would argue, Tom, that as far as inconsistency goes, I would argue that I think I, I think Truex has been the more inconsistent one than Kyle Busch. They have had just they've gotten involved in other people's messes this year, and, and there has been some races where it's just like, how did that happen to the '78 team? I think that even though they got the win at Kentucky. They're not the dominant team they were in 2017. They're still very good, but they're not the dominant team that they once were. Well, yeah, I'm telling you, this is going to be very interesting to watch because I'm not seeing the same. Mar- I, yes, Martin Truex had a slow start, but I feel like he's the one with the momentum right now out of almost any of them. But I know that Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch are right there, and I still say that between now and the end of the regular season, if Kyle Larson can put some full races together, there are some tracks coming up. That 42 car could pick himself off a couple wins and make a run in the playoffs. But right now, I don't see a way, honestly, for any of these three guys, again, barring a meltdown, 
to, to not get into position. When we come back, I want to talk about Hendrick Motorsports, specifically Jimmy Johnson. News came out over the weekend about that 48 team. We'll talk about what it means or doesn't mean for the next couple seasons with that team around the turn. You're listening to Motorsports Madness right here on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. Stay right here. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Cole Custer, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness here on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. Tom Baker, Chris Murdoch, Cisco Scaramuza, Stephen Evans, and behind the glass, Randy Miller, punching all the right buttons, and we are talking motorsports. We do this live every Monday night and Thursday night at 7 o'clock Eastern, and Of course, now we are about to, we are on the cusp of going worldwide syndication with this particular show, which will move to a Thursday night, 7 Eastern time slot here on Performance Motorsports Network and Spreaker for our live broadcast. So make sure you make a note of that. We're going to do a second Motorsports Madness show this Thursday night, 7 Eastern, and that's where this show is going to stay. The show that's been airing on Thursdays, the Stock Car Show, will move to this time slot on Monday nights. It's because we want to syndicate Motorsports Madness first. 
And that's going to be syndicated. We will actually be syndicated on the weekends to the American Forces Network uh, worldwide and then about 40 or 50 AM FM broadcast stations here in the U.S. plus all of the syndicators, Sports Byline USA, all of their digital platforms in addition to where we already are. Um, And so also something going on tonight that we haven't talked about up to now, but I'm going to mention it here. We are live for the very first time on YouTube. We've got a live stream video and We've had kind of some off and on issues tonight. And uh, for those of you who've been kind of catching some of it, the audio has been a little funky and whatever. We we just know that this was basically designed as sort of an undercover test. We just wanted to work out all the bugs. Some of you have found us through YouTube. We're excited to have you guys listening. And we hope we've got all of the sound taken care of now. So basically what I want to do is just mention a couple of uh you guys that have been chatting, because... And I some, will bring up a good point that David yeah, makes in our YouTube channel. Because he says, H, uh, SHR beats themselves on pit road more than any other team. Hard to think two of them make it to Homestead with all those mistakes they are prone to. So Steve, David, in our YouTube chat, kind of taking your, uh, your approach to it to saying only maybe one of the SHR guys make it because they're killing themselves on pit road. David is a wise and a smart man. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, oh, you said that, Steve, isn't that the same thing? Wise and smart, <laughs> the same. But thing. if you're not being redundant. here now, joining the conversation, you can go to YouTube.com, search Race Chaser Media, and we'll be right here for you live and in color on YouTube.com. <laughs> in technicolor, technicolor, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, it was some some odd years ago. Yeah, for well, some yeah. of us, that's scarier than others. <laughs> I think I, I think I remember. <laughs> yeah. I look much better in black and white, personally. But uh, Tom and I have a face for radio. Yeah, exactly. So you get what you get, guys. We are very. For those of you who are listening or watching this on YouTube, this is what you get. You're going to see some changes to the set over time. Here we got some cool things we're going to do behind us and around us, so we look a little cooler. But um, the early stages, you'll see us evolve. It's old school motorsports conversation. We love when people interact with us. It is a family show. So what we want is, you know, we just want people to be family friendly, but we'll certainly interact with you during the show uh, through the chat and uh, when we can. But uh, we do have guests on and off on the shows as well. This show we didn't because we wanted to test the video out. So for those of you who happen to find us on YouTube, just know that what you're watching basically is our our first beta test. And uh, we worked out a lot of the bugs. So we'll be back here Thursday at 7 Eastern doing another Motorsports Madness show. So mark your calendar and join us. Yeah, hopefully we'll have this worked out. So we can see what you did there, Murdoch. Yeah, (laughs) we continue to talk. By the way, that that'll be perfect timing because, of course, we'll be able to uh, recap everything going on with the the truck race on Wednesday night. So that should be a fun show and uh, already have a couple of guests, including uh, we've got a HMS Motorsport, one of our biggest sponsors here. And uh, we got Billy Glavin coming in to do a motorsport safety segment. And those guys are absolutely the experts on motorsport safety. They help write a lot of the uh, specifications for tracks and series and such. So he will be in on Thursday night and a part of the show and on camera for you. 
to talk uh, about something along the lines of a motorsport safety topic. So you'll get to catch that. Okay, back to the Cup Series race now that we've done all of our sort of getting acquainted in our uh, housework, so to speak. We talk Cup and we continue to talk about Kentucky and talk about what's going forward Let's do a little bit of a black flag, checkered flag segment, guys, from the cup race at Kentucky. And I want, if you have one of each, that's fine. But give me either a black flag or a checkered flag. I'm going to start with Steve on this one. Pick which flag and who do you give it to from the cup race at Kentucky? So the cup race at Kentucky, I'm going to go checkered flag to Brad Keselowski and Paul Wolf for, you know, making a couple of great strategy calls to, to get them back to the front after Brad had the pit road speeding penalty and really salvaged a great finish on, on what could have been a, a terrible day for them uh, at the end of the day. Yeah, not a bad uh, finish at all. Third place. Okay, uh, Cisco Scaramuza, checkered flag or black flag? And who are you giving it to? I'm going to give a black flag, and Chris is knowing where I'm going with this. I'm going to black flag Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Because <laughs> after, oh after everything that happened last week, and Chris and I discussed this at length over the weekend, we have this whole basically giant mess of a situation between him and and Kyle Bush that really doesn't need to be a mess of a situation yet we have it and either that distracted Stenhouse or they were just out to lunch on Saturday night because 26th you started 14th come on guys yeah he had a myriad of issues uh and not to mention that uh he didn't get great response for the uh response he had to Kyle Bush, uh, but Tom, it's Tom. That whole thing doesn't anything, need to be an issue. If, it's if Daytona, anything, you need to give you need to give a black flag to the media, not Ricky Stenhouse or Kyle Bush, because yes. they didn't create that situation. The media did there and in Kentucky. They can they made something out of nothing. See, last I, I, last I checked, Chris, the media wasn't the one that said if he's got a problem, he can come over and talk to me and I'll stop it. My he point exactly. The media exactly. didn't say that. My yeah. point exactly, Steve. Ricky Stenhouse had a choice of whether he was going to confront Kyle Busch while he was sitting in his race car or not. And it was interesting to me that Ricky chose to do that while Kyle was belted into his car and then said, if he wants to keep running his mouth, he could come and find me. It's like, well, you know, you had a chance to find him while he was out of the car and run your mouth. You didn't do that. So kind of an interesting scenario there. But of course, we saw what happened in the race. Basically, the only time the two of them got together is when Kyle was lapping him because um, Ricky did not have a good run there. So um, if I were going to black flag Ricky, that would be my black flag. I'm actually going to choose the checkered flag. I'm giving it to Ryan Blaney. Congratulations, Ryan. You finally got a whole race in with no issues and you finished in second. I think Ryan Blaney gets a win before we go into the playoffs, which means he's got about five or six races, seven races, something like that, to prove me right. Um, Blaney in the 12 looks real strong. I think he may do it 
this weekend at Loudon. So my checkered flag actually goes to Blaney. Chris, you got one? I do, and it's going to go to an affiliate of that 12 car, and it's going to be the opposite number, you know, 1221. It's going to go to Paul Menard. He started sixth this race. He ran around the top 10 all day yeah, he and, did. He actually and did finished just outside of. Uh, the top 10 and 11th. He's one of those Penske affiliates that might have a little bit of a struggle of what the Penske cars are having themselves right now because they work all out of the, yeah. the same shop. So I, I will give a, che- uh, a checkered flag to him because he did great. He's starting to he's starting to poke his head through. He's starting to figure that forward out, and, and he's starting to, to come up through and, and finish really well. Okay, so while we've got some time left in this segment, I want to talk about Hendrick Motorsports for a little bit because – of course, they've been a topic on on our shows for a lot of the year. And, you know, it's just been so hard to watch this team struggle the way they have. We saw an announcement that Jimmy Johnson is now going to keep his crew chief for two more years. Jack and Al, it's a two-year extension Oh, and boy. Here we go, Steve. Here we go, Steve. Here we go. Because you, you knew where I was going with this, Cisco. I'm going straight to the guy who called this team a while back a dumpster fire. <laughs> Steve, two more years oh of Chad and Jimmy. Are we going to see progress out of this team? Do they right the ship? Was this a good move or a bad move for Hendrick Motorsports to do this? Tom, this announcement took what was a dumpster fire. We opened the lid and we dumped in a whole pile of dog doo doo. Oh now we have a dumpster goodness. fire with dog doo doo. That's exactly what we have. Hendrick Motorsports needs a shakeup. I get it. They've got three young drivers that are trying to make their way, and they've got a great they've got a great veteran in Jimmy Johnson, but. What you're doing is not working. Like, (laughs) it's just, yes, I said weeks ago, it was a dumpster fire. It's still a dumpster fire until you put the egos aside and say, what we're doing is not working and we need change. Nothing is going to change. That's just how I see it. Wow. Steve, you're still firing the janitor? Talking. Look. At this point, not only do we need to fire the janitor, we need to let go the people that are working in in the in the t-shirt and the hat shop. We've got to Ooh. do something. We've got to make oh. changes. We we've got to do something to get this turned around because guess what, guys? It's not just a Chevrolet thing anymore because guess who had an incredible run on Saturday night? Kyle Larson driving a Chevrolet. We cannot put this on the bow ties and the Camaro anymore. Well, it's time Chris. for this team, Tom, to take responsibility for the fact that they are running like crap. And I do want to go on the flip side of that, Steve, and talk about making progress because something that was really overlooked this weekend at, uh, at Kentucky and something that David once again pointed out Kenseth actually finished in front of Stenhouse for once during this race, which is a huge step for that Roush Fenway organization. I think they fired a few janitors and maybe a a, a few shot people to to try and do something, maybe swap some equipment around to to see if they can kind of help that six car get back up to speed. But for Matt Kenseth to come out in the six car and finish ahead of Stenhouse, which 
hasn't really happened a lot over the past few months. Kind of, kind of. It was I one guess, race. It was one, was one race, race, and it was nineteenth versus like twenty sixth or whatever. Ricky finished. I'm not. Yes, it seemed like it was slightly better, but let's give it a few more races before David we Reagan see. David Reagan finishing what, 18th was good. Yeah, I mean, there again, I think that to me, David Reagan finishing ahead of Matt Kenseth is a bigger story. You know, again, there's still trouble in paradise at Roush Fenway. They've got a long way to go, but we know that Kenseth is capable of getting two or three more spots out of a car at least than what it deserves. So uh, I'm sure it's been a real struggle for Matt and I hope they get running better. He's going to be back in the car here uh, at Loudon and be back in it for a while. So we'll step aside when we come back. We'll close this thing out again. Our first uh, soft test as a live stream show on YouTube, along with, of course, our pending worldwide syndication uh, with uh, Sports Byline USA to the American Forces Network. And we are extremely excited about that. We will be back with more of Motorsports Madness, the final couple of minutes around the turn on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more, but the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste, a loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. 
Hi, I'm Tyler Reddick, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Okay, guys. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness. Here on Speaker of the Performance Motorsports Network, as Chris shows off his air drumming skills. We are also live on YouTube, Race Chaser Media on YouTube is the place to be now on Monday nights and Thursday nights at 7 Eastern. We will be live streaming every one of these shows, um, hopefully, going forward anyway. I think we've got a lot of the technology figured out, so bear with us if we do see any other issues. We're still learning. Okay, real quick, guys, we're going to get a winner from each of you, projected winner for the Dirt Derby tomorrow night. Uh, or Wednesday night, actually, at uh, Eldora for the truck series. I'm going to start with Cisco. Winner and maybe a quick sentence of why. I got to go with the hot hand, Tom. He finished second in Kentucky. He'll take the momentum and win at Eldora. Stuart Friesen, 52 truck. Okay, so Friesen is Cisco's pick. Steve, I know you're going to disagree with that. Yeah, at this point, I've pretty much, you know, made this bad. I've got to lay in it now. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to go with the 52 truck, but I'm going to go with a truck that uh, this guy is making his first truck start. I think he's going to come in and shock the world. He won a big block modified race on Friday night. Give me Mad Max McLaughlin. Mad Max for the win. Okay, Chris, who's going to win the truck race? Logan Seavey. Ooh, okay. Logan Seavey for Kyle Busch Motorsports gets it done. I'm going to stick with the guy I said would win all along. I'm I'm agreeing with Cisco. Stuart Friesen picks up the win, but I think this has a chance to honestly be one of the most exciting of a lot of exciting truck races at Eldora, but I think this has a chance to be one of the most exciting in the history of this event just because of all of the young talent coming in and coming off the dirt circuit to challenge here. With that, we close this slide show. Job. Slide job. Slide job. Oh, we'll see a lot of slide jobs on Wednesday. He's not on the broadcast, Steve. Sorry. That's unfortunate. <laughs> That's when we need Junior the most. But we are going to get Larson, and we're going to have Bell as well. So it should be a lot of fun. F- uh, Fox Sports 1 on Wednesday should be a ton of fun. We're going to close this out. Thank you for listening to Motorsports Madness here on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. We are on demand by searching Race Chaser Radio, just about any of the podcast sources. And we'll be back Thursday night here on YouTube with another Motorsports Madness show. Thanks to Randy Miller and all of the folks from PMN and Spreaker and HMS Motorsport as well. See you on Thursday night. Enjoy the truck race, everybody. Good night. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness with the Race Chaser Online crew. Stay tuned to Performance Motorsports Network for more race talk. For the latest motorsports news, visit racechaseronline.com. Motorsports Madness is a copyrighted production of the Performance Motorsports Network, www.performancemotorsportsnetwork.com. A member of the Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated and may not be rebroadcast, replicated, or saved in any media without the explicit written permission of PMN. Check out our Facebook page or our section in the PMN website. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, co-hosts, and guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the management and ownership of either the Performance Motorsports Network or Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated, the advertisers, or the marketing partners. Be listening again next week when the madness returns on Monday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, keep it off the wall and keep the shiny side up.